You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh. Swung on a high fly to deep right. Getting toward the wall. That ball is gone. Joey Jacks one to right field. A three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. Who is he? He's pal Joey. A three-run blast. And the Yankees now take a 5-3 lead. Welcome to the Bronx, Joey Gallo. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 153. That was a fun one. See, that one was a, actually, it was like a fun game to watch. I personally, as you guys probably haven't, are noticing now, we didn't put an episode last week. I was out in San Francisco, and I'm going to be leaning on you guys heavily, Chandler and Murph, today, because I didn't really watch as much as I thought I was going to while I was in San Francisco. Different time zone, and uh, yeah, just didn't really... I, I still excused. I still paid attention to all that, but and I know everything that happened. I just didn't watch like the little nuances, so I can't give my little analysis. So I'll I'll be leaning on you guys heavily on that. But I mean, damn, was that a fun game to watch leading up to an episode that we record? We haven't had one of those in a while. So uh, Dude, before I we think get we, into what have that, we lost? real quick, what have we lost? Like two games in the last eight, I think maybe not even that. Because let's see, we took two or three I- from the Rays. We took. To all three from the Marlins. So I have it written down. I have it. We are the best record since July 6th at 17 and 8. We are, I think it is now, is it one and a half out of the wild card? And I can check right now. Five and a half out of the AL East, one and a half out of the wild card, I believe. Boom. Murphy's got it. He was working all night. Yep. Five and a half on the East, one and a half out of the wild card. Yeah. So, I mean, things are are very. 13 and 6 since the All-Star breakup. You know what sucks is that we started off 500 cuz right now we're playing so well that like I forget about the standings just day to day. I'm like, god, it's a good day. The Yankees are leading the East by like 9 games and then I look at it like, oh yeah, I forgot about the whole. Let's forget about everything up till the Ju- up until June. The season started July 6. It's going to run. My boss at work is a diehard Dodgers fan, and today he told me he thinks it's going to be Dodgers-Yankees in the World Series. I'll take Dude, that. there's new juice right now. I mean, Sex Panther, a.k.a. Anthony Rizzo, is just the, the greatest Yankee first baseman to ever play baseball. Tyone is just continuing to be our best pitcher in the second half, which is funny because we had, we're doing rounding third at the back end of this show, along with Hot or Not, since we haven't done these in a week. We're just going to pile them both together and have a long, nice show for you guys today. Uh 
But like Tyone, somebody in rounding third, I think it was at the be- it was right after the All Star break, and somebody said that Jameson Tyone would be the se- our best pitcher in the second half. And I right think now, I sold it too because I think this was right. Of course, after you Cole. sold it. No, I sold it because I think this was right after Cole threw the complete game shutout against Houston, and then he said it. And I was like, well, of course not. But well, now, even even if Cole didn't do that, you're still going to take Cole because you pay Cole to be that guy, and he's he's having a oh, Cy no, Young no, caliber no. year. But I the agree. way I'm that just Cole. Saying, that's yeah, Cole, how I'm putting the time frame in reference. Yeah, Cole and Cole has had a few blow up starts here and there, and and Tyone in the second half has not. So right now he is being our our best pitcher in the second half. Obviously that is subject to change, and I I'm very sure that Cole will be that guy and and come out on top uh, for the rest of this second half. But I mean, having a good number two is never a fucking bad thing, especially you know when there's reinforcements pitching wise on the way. Sevy's coming back soon. For the sake soon. of three hundred and twenty-four million dollars, I hope he's wrong. But I would love to—I would love to have him be right in the sense that one, Tyone's just a likable guy, and two, you know, you need that second ace, kind of. Especially if you want—if you want to win a short series in the playoffs, you need a second ace. So if Tyone's that guy, that's fucking fantastic. But for the sake of me not losing my fucking hair at a young age, I need Cole to not. To still be the guy. So one thing I also wanted to point out before we get into hot or not or anything else like that, just well, first let's talk about get that Gallo fucking home run real quick because we're gonna get into other stuff before that. But then this happened. I was writing out like the itinerary of the show during the game, and then Gallo hits that porch job, which would have gone out in ten ballparks. So it really wasn't the biggest porch job, and the Kellenic one was only out in Yankee Stadium, and that's it. So we got porch twice high too, which was cool. Dude, it had a 48-degree launch angle. That is double the league average on on home run balls, not just in general. That's double the league average. And it's just wild that, I mean, are you shocked that that's what happens when you have somebody who, he didn't even hit it right. He got so under it, and it still got out. And that's the reason why we should have gotten lefty power for the longest time. And this is exactly the reason. And like you're seeing the evidence as to why this would work even if you don't get it exactly that, like you, you're still going to get production out of those lefty bats. And it's a little bit better than the older lefty bats that we had before in Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner. So dude, that's just exactly what you want to see. And then you got Rizzo too, which we haven't talked to you guys in a week. So I haven't even had a chance to, to, or any of us to talk about these two new signings. And it's just fucking awesome that Gallo actually had that little coming out party today, because before that he was two for 23. And obviously I wasn't worried, and I'm sure none of you were. And if you were, that's a little ridiculous. But, you know. Rizzo made up for it. Like, if you combine their averages, I don't know what it was. But let's just say it's like. Rizzo was right Rizzo around 500. Like, so Yeah, Rizzo sent like 500. So it's like, say they're combined for a 300 average with X amount of home runs. That doesn't seem as bad as Boom. just Gallo being that terrible. Plus, all in Gallo's all. hitting like. 220 on the year anyway exactly but i mean all in all it's not like he's supposed to be a contact that's a huge win for cashman to add both of those like and i was i was thinking about yesterday you know we all the whole expectation coming up to the deadline was the yankees are going to get story story's going to be moved that's going to be the big one this seems inevitable that sometime between wednesday and friday story was going to get moved and then rizzo was the consolation prize i would flip it like at the time, I was like, "Oh shit, St- Rizzo!" I don't know where that came from, but I'll take it. But looking back on it, I don't know what I was thinking. Like that is a fucking steal. Rizzo has been fantastic, Plus- and I, even even when we got him, like 
I was excited but confused. But I mean, there's no reason to be confused. That he provides an upgrade in every single facet of the game. I was more excited that we took him from the Red Sox than that we got him in general. <laughs> at the well, time. yeah, because he was a perfect fit for the Red Sox. And we were talking about that before, I think, on the show. Because the last show we had was the one where we where we announced that Gallo. Well, we didn't announce it, but we we announced it to our pod that Gallo and Rizzo had. Uh, joined the Yankees but like that that's exactly it and that's why I kind of wanted to get Barrios as well sorry excuse me with these city sounds behind me but that's why I wanted to get Barrios as well because that would have been a blockage of uh like we like I said my friend who's a Red Sox fan Matt he was very upset about losing out on Rizzo and I'm sure he's even more upset now that Rizzo's actually producing because he said we were going to ruin Rizzo and then he said the consolation like at, at least he wants to go out and get Barrios and that's why I wanted to get that because it would have been a block, and evidently it would have been a block because the Blue Jays got him too. Not that I really wanted Burrios that bad. And uh, we'll get into the alternative we got, that we got. We got a, I was going to say, we got a better version of Burrios. Yeah, we got Andrew, Andrew Heaney, Heaney. So, And we'll talk about him later on the he show. He set a record in his first start. We'll talk about him later on the show. He has a place in this show today. Yes, but uh, he is a record-setting starting pitcher. Yeah. Does anybody call him Doheny? No. I no, why would you why would you call him like that? if he was good i feel like, like i don't know if he was a magician or something i don't know oh doheny i doheny. Like, not, oh, well, I wait to like do you not know his record yet that he set no this we'll tease it we'll tease it we'll get to it on hot or not why don't we just do hot or not now then we're giving it a wrong tease if he thinks he's a magician that's oh no i know he's not a magician i'm saying if he was good let's get into hot or not we don't need to worry about that who wants to do the hots? Who wants to do the nots? I'll let uh, my friend and colleague, Nolan Murphy, decide first. I'll take the hots, baby. If Murphy turns off his AC unit, that'd be great. It, it's off. It's not me. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. So I don't know what that <laughs> is, but... All right, the hots. All right, leading off for the hots, Anthony Rizzo with six games. And I, I don't include tonight, but he's batting 400 coming into that. Three home runs. 1.369 OPS and 255 WRC plus and a new nickname the Sex Panther are we buying it? I, I liked Tony Fourbags better but I'm buying it Jamison Tyone his last 6 starts 1.47 ERA 2 runs or fewer in each start 1.16 ERA in July was the lowest in the American League uh, you know what this is one of the ones where I'd be like I don't know if I buy it yet cause <clears throat> I don't know. I still feel like that he's not quite proved himself to me, but I'm, I'm going to buy it. Luis Gill, MLB debut, six innings pitch. Murphy's guy, actually, so this is good that we brought Murphy on for the hots this time. Four hits, zero runs, one walk, six Ks, have a debut. Yeah, buying it. I mean, I hope he sticks around for a bit. Doubt it, but. So bought them all again. We're big buyers on this show, but I mean. I mean, who's not? What's not? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to buy Gill. Is going to be up for the rest of the I mean, you're in pitching like that, but I thought you were. A he's Medina that good. Guy. He could be that good. He's the big Luis That's guy. He likes all of them. The, the three-headed Luis. Yeah. Monster. Well, we lost Sessa and Sebi. F- okay, so excuse me. The four-headed Luis monster was Sessa. But... It was the four-headed. Now it's the three-headed. Well, he was primarily. You were always like the biggest Medina. I was, so Medina and, was my. I was. Yeah. The highest. I was gonna say. Medina. Because I, I knew you were high on the one, like Medina throws like 102. So. Yeah, I was super high. Still am super high on Medina. Speaking of 102, but, apparently that, that guy that nobody fucking knew, what was his name? Steven Ridlings. Yeah, and so I apparently he's the best him. thing ever. He didn't make Ooh, his way into the hot or not list, but I don't know. 
No, dude, he's, that's he's what I'm just like magically appeared. One Can day I give like, a quick right. shout out to Stephen Ridlings? His grandmother passed away like the night before. He got like back to back phone calls. I was listening to the post game show. It was like your grandmother passed away, and then he got another one that was like, "Hey, you want to go to the Bronx tomorrow?" And he's like, "What the?" F-? And then he went up there and did that. That's Which I guess awesome. that, that makes a little more sense when he fucking wasted guy number one at like 101 at the chest. And he kind of yeah, got a little, a little he, he fucking started screaming and shows like, this guy's a psychopath and I love it. But <laughs> I guess he had a little extra incentive. So, you know what? Good on him. He's, I, I tried to get him on the show. Did you and see just that? Shout a, out. Uh, oh, go ahead. Robbie Friedman like tweeted one of his pitches and then he responded with an unverified account, but it was him. And he said, like, now I've made it or something like that. that Yeah, dude, he's fucking awesome. And just quick shout out to all to the to the Rangers and the Cubs. And I guess the Angels, but not really. Oh, wait, who do we get Heaney from? Angels, right? The fucking Angels. The Angels did themselves a service. But not the Angels. They they wouldn't have got either one of them. But quick shout out to them because they're getting their prospects. We apparently gave up so much. And the very next game. Our, our prospects that we just pull out of the fucking gutters end up throwing 101 and Luis... Is it heel or gill? I always it's, thought it was gill. I don't know. They, they said, said heel. heel. Well, if heel. you think about it, like, in my very, very limited Spanish knowledge, heel makes sense. Yeah. And so, I feel like Michael K would know, of all yeah. people, how to pronounce a name. But I was just saying... I mean, it's yeah, just... you, don't, you don't mispronounce it that way. No. You yeah. know what I mean? But shout out to them for just... They're probably punching air, noticing that, like, oh, we, we probably... We just... The Yankees just got decimated their farm system, and then all of a sudden these two guys go out and they start fucking shoving. But dude, Redlings might be my new favorite player. He was fucking awesome. Yeah, he was great. I mean, he looks like a fucking stud. I think somebody I forget who, um, I think it was a kid in our fraternity, Murph. I forgot his fucking oh, John Marsh. Apparently, he went to his high school and <laughs> and he said he's nasty. So, all right, dude, did you see guy. somebody? So I think, I think John Marsh is from. I think he's from Long Island. Then would yeah. that be? It okay. was either Riddlings or uh, Gill or Heel, whatever. But one of them came in. I think it was Riddlings. He threw street, uh, three straight balls, and then he threw nine straight swing and misses, which is fucking just ridiculous. All these guys coming for fucking uh, coming for Chapman. How have I never here. heard of him, dude? He's 6'8 and throws 102. Where the fuck has he been? He's got the build. He's, he's got the build to be. He looks like a Glasnow type build. He's like a redheaded glass now. A red-handed right hand right hander Randy Johnson. No, he looks he, he looks like glass now. But uh speaking of the people that actually did make the hot list, so obviously can't get enough of Anthony Rizzo. The Sex Panther has just been going off. I don't care if you like Tony Fourbags better. We You're put wrong. a vote out there. Sex Panther won. It's, oh, it's not a bad it's not a bad nickname. I love it. Shirts have been printed. If you want to get your hands on a Sex Panther shirt, the link is in the bio and the Instagram. Uh, go check those out. I'm going to get a, one for myself. I also am rocking right now the Greg Allen Fan Club shirt. RIP to him. Apparently, we are going to talk about that in a little bit, but he's got sent down for no fucking reason. But back to the hot list. So Rizzo is just, it's just so amazing to see these you know guys, these lefties. With the, he just has such a pure swing from the left side, and it's just so nice. And the thing that, you know, I, I guess a lot of people are still going to talk about it, but the thing that is not being talked about as much because his offense has been so great, that pick he makes today to save that Odor uh, throw that was just, it wasn't a horrible throw, but it was a it was a tough scoop in the ninth inning. 
that is a huge, huge play because if that guy gets on, then it's bases loaded and Chapman, you know, is going to shit his pants even more than he already did that time. So just the defense is something that we knew we were going to get coming in, but just awesome to actually see it in action because we kind of really haven't had a truly good defensive first baseman. I don't know. Void isn't a bad one by any means, but he's not a great like gold glove or platinum glove defender. And we've always had DJ who has been out of position and, you know, props to him for going out of position but when you match him up against other other actual first baseman i'm sure he's not the best defensively i haven't looked at it specifically but like there is no denying anthony rizzo is better than all of them and he's clearly been better than everybody in the league at some points when he gets a platinum glove so it's just it's just awesome it's such a great thing two-sided thing here two points to make one that scoop of odor we need as a podcast and as a yankee fan base you need to give fucking Rudnett Odor a round of applause he had never played a game a third in his career and he's getting better every fucking game he looks he looks good at third base now like at first you can tell he has to do exactly you could tell that he had never played his first game and after three or four games you're like oh shit okay he's picking it up well Rudnett Odor is a team player and he's doing a damn good job at third base so round of applause to him point number two Um, point number two, Rizzo, I don't care about the hits. I don't care about the home runs. He brings a level to this offense that we haven't seen in so fucking long. He puts together solid at bats. I feel like every single Rizzo at bat is three, two, and he's fouling off pitches. Like yesterday, he had like a 14, 15, 16 pitch at bat and he drew a walk. He hit like nine foul home runs and the rest of the Yankee team, if by somehow by the grace of God they got 15 pitches in and hit that many foul at bats, they're whiffing at the next one trying to hit it 480. Rizzo took the next borderline strike and just took his base. He was happy to do it. Murphy, go ahead. Our, no, I'm I'm going right off what you said because part of our problem has been that the hitters that we have in our lineup that take the best at bats aren't necessarily historically our best hitters. It's like I think of Gardner, I think of Hicks, and they're yeah. not necessarily the best hitters in the lineup. So to have a guy that can do both is really interesting and really cool to have. And we haven't had it in a little while. So you're absolutely right. Dude, he's just awesome. And I I get this was one of the rounding thirds, but it fits the conversation right now. Of the two, who would you who would you prefer right now from the rest of the way? Rizzo Gallo. Gallo now is making it a little more of a conversation because before, obviously with recency bias being a prisoner of the moment, you see what Rizzo's been doing before this Gallo game. But like if you had to pick one for the rest of the way, who would you guys take? Well, okay, so that's a tough that's tough for one reason before I give you my straight answers because coming into the deadline, first base wasn't an area of need. Outfield was an area of need. So if we goes back to the deadline and I had to pick one, I would have chosen Gallo. After seeing their production and what they've brought to the team so far, I'd choose Rizzo, but Gallo is not like a huge step down just cuz he's not like Rizzo's going to come back down to earth. He's putting out otherworldly numbers right now he's going to come back to earth and we have luke voigt who is a pretty damn good first baseman you know i'm talking myself more into gallo i think rizzo's recent results kind of yeah obviously anybody who's watched the game is going to pick rizzo right now but for the long haul i think gallo giving you that lefty back giving you an outfielder when Fucking, you have Gardner, Allen. I love Greg Allen, but when you have Gardner, Allen, and Tyler Wade in an outfield in the same game, obviously you need an outfielder. I think Gallo was the better fit as far as need goes. 
as far as left-handed back goes, as far as everything really goes for this team, Gallo was the much better fit, but based on recent by recency bias, obviously I would choose Rizzo, but you know, all in all, I think pre deadline, I go Gallo. I think Rizzo seems like the easy answer right now, but I think if you ask the same question in a week or two weeks, we could very easily flip flop those two. Like, it's what have you done for me lately? And right now, since the trades, it's been Rizzo, like all Rizzo, which is great. But, so like you said, my next question would be, this is also a rounding third, so shout out to the person who sent this to us on Instagram on the swipe up, but it also fits the bill. Um, who would you take for the rest of the season to have more home runs on the Yankees, Gallo or Rizzo? Gallo. I don't know how the, how you answered that so quickly. Mm. I, I think it's a lot closer than you think because... No, I, I know it's close, but I'm just saying, like, I think Gallo, getting number one out of the way for him was a big thing because you can tell he was a little nervous because, like, he is a Yankees fan through and through. Like, that is what he wanted to do. He's wanted to be a Yankee his whole fucking life. Being that high caliber of a trade, that was on you. And, be, and being a Yankee fan... Once you get one out of the way, I think he's going to start hitting him in bunches because he's. it's not like he's missing him by a lot. He's got all of his hits. I feel like that wasn't that home run were doubles. And it's not. They were all it, doubles, yeah. It, exactly. And it's doubles he's getting on top of the ball because he's kind of got a bit of an upstroke, which I know that's not going to change. But I feel like once he settles down a little bit and gets his timing just a little bit tweaked, those doubles that he's topping into the gap are going to go the extra 30, 40 feet and be a home run. I feel like once he got number one out of the way, because he comes in as this, you know, he's the typical short porch guy. He's going to benefit out that weighs on you that the human factor comes or the human element comes into play. And whenever you get one out of the way, I think they're going to start coming in bunches for him. I mean, he's undeniably the better power hitter as a pure power hitter. Yeah. Rizzo's (laughs) playing out of his mind, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be Gallo too for the, for the same reason. I but I don't think that makes Rizzo any less of Agreed. an impact player. Like if even though Gallo say Gallo has four more home runs by the end of the year, Rizzo's going to hit for thirty or forty points higher in average, which clearly balances it out. Yeah, and I will say that it it could also one thing that makes the argument for Rizzo a little bit more likely or not more likely, but gives it more of uh, an actual chance of happening is. Like obviously, obviously, like you said, the contact he's going to get get the ball a lot more often than than Gallo will most likely if you play by the averages and just playing the lefty game. Like yeah, Gallo's going to hit him out by a mile, but Rizzo only needs to get it out by three fourteen feet to right field. So like it's just the number, the home run numbers may be we we may not have we have we probably haven't seen home run Rizzo yet at all because he may just be that classic prototypical guy who can take advantage of the short porch and become a power hitter because he wasn't before ish. He still had 17 home runs this year and Gallo's 25, but like Gallo's are probably going to go out aside from tonight's wall scraper. The majority of Gallo's are going to get out anywhere. So I think because Rizzo is more, you know, benefited by that short porch and he's going to have more quality contact, I, I would put him, honestly, I might take Rizzo for the rest of the year, and we'll keep track of this for from here on out. Because he also, I'm looking at the Wrigley dimensions, he's coming from a field that didn't really necessarily have the best right field porch. He had 353 down the line and 368 shortly the, shortly to the left of it in, in right center. So I'm going to take Rizzo from here on out, so we'll keep track of that. And 
let us know in the comments or DM us what you guys have for the rest of the way because that was a good question. I forget who submitted that, but you want to do knots or you want to keep doing the hot uh, the hotter knots? Well, we haven't talked about JMO yet, so we didn't talk about JMO okay. a bunch because JMO, like we we did t- we talk about July about him. July pitcher of the month. One one six ERA in July was the lowest in in the American League. Two runs or fewer is the thing that I am most interested in. I mean, I'm I'm interested in all of that, but the two runs or fewer in every single one of his starts. I could read down the list all of his starts right now. So the last six starts, seven innings pitched, one earned run. Six innings pitched, two earned. Five point one zero earned. Seven one earned. Five point two zero earned. Six point one two earned. Just that is something that is so unbelievably huge for the Yankees because a team that until, you know, two nights ago and the night before that were putting up double-digit runs, which hasn't happened for this team yet, just giving your uh, your your team a chance to stay in the fucking game and give up two runs or less is so unbelievably huge. And for a guy like Jameson Tyone, who is clearly building the momentum, I have now bought into J-Mo Tyone because he's only getting better as as time goes on. And it's just awesome to see him hit his stride and just shake off the rust because, like we said before, it's unfair to judge him against other guys just who are coming into a season that didn't deal with Tommy John twice and didn't deal with cancer and didn't deal with not pitching for two years. And when you look at the list of people that we were comparing him to who were also dealing with similar things, and we said before the season, like, if one of them works out, great, that was the plan. Sevi, what's he doing right now? He's battling back, so right now kudos to Tyone for even being out there and now doing this. And then now you look at Kluber who's another guy who was a similar situation. He's outperforming him too. So just tip your cap to JMO right now because he won. It's half the battle clearly, as you can see around him to stay on the field. And he's, he's not only staying on the field, but he's fucking been lights out. He's literally the AL pitcher of the month. So I expect to see a lot more of Tyone. If I was doing the buy or sell for this hot list, I would have, super bought Tyone because I, I love what I'm seeing. And it's funny because I wasn't the biggest supporter of Tyone. And now I know that's what I was going to say, not to toot my own horn, but uh, to toot because you guys were very, you, especially Mr. Luke Rella were very bullish on him to, and rightfully so he wasn't pitching well, but I, there's one thing I will say. I have a lot of very wrong takes. I am a complete and total jackass. I'll be the first person to tell you that, but I was never one to give up on Tyone because of what, like I said, he never really pitched that bad. Like his stats were bad and he had blow up innings, but, and I was listening to him talk about the other day and it kind of fit what I've been saying the whole year is that he gets ahead in counts, but he couldn't put anybody away. And he was talking about it the other day in the pregame show. He's like, you know, I, I think that's what I figured out. He's like, I feel like all season I've been getting, you know, Oh, two, one, two on batters. And then I just lose them. I'm trying to make too good of a pitch. He said, once I start trusting my stuff, you know, whatever. And again, that comes with time and that comes with reps after missing two years. Now that he's starting to trust his shit and he's throwing these pitches on Oh, two, one, two that are putting away hitters, you know, producing soft contact strikeouts, whatever it is. I mean, you're getting the results that you're looking for rather than just, showing flashes of good stuff and having three or four good innings, you can go deeper into games like that. And that's what he's doing. So, and boy, do we fucking need it when you look at the guys, especially with the whole COVID situation, because Monty and and Cole are both on the IL. I mean, he's the only one you looked at. There was the 
rotation that was announced for this Mariners series, obviously we're okay with Nestor Cortez leading the pack there. That's fine. But when you look at the other one, Friday, tomorrow. Why wouldn't tomorrow, you want your ace out there? Yeah, why wouldn't you want your ace out there? Nasty Nestor's fucking been killing it. And he also had it. Well, let's tip the cap to him again today. He had a great outing today. How many runs did he give up? He gave up one or two. Two, run, two runs and he went fucking five plus innings. That's unbelievable. He's literally putting up. He's giving a starter caliber innings, which is unbelievable. And you can't even expect that out of him. And he's doing it. So it's not even a joke anymore. But when you look at the the possible rotation this was at the time, it was Nestor on Thursday. Up in the air on Friday, so who the fuck knows what's going to be tomorrow. Maybe a bullpen day, but our bullpen's been... Maybe it's going to be fucking... What's his name? Whatever that guy's name is. The, Bill? You know, Glasnow. No, the Glasnow guy. Oh, Riddling. Riddling. Maybe he's going to start an opener day. I mean, Chad was used to... I don't know, but that's up in the air. Heaney on Saturday, and, and Heel is on Sunday. So it's just unbelievably... Lee shit. Do you want to know who's starting tomorrow, real quick? Tyone? Take a, I'll give you. There's 26 people on the team. If I gave you 14 guesses, you wouldn't get. It. You wouldn't get it. Albert Abreu, Wandy fucking Peralta. Yikes! He, he's are we? He's he's on. He's off the sun. No, he, no, he's on the sun. He's fully ingrained on the sun. He comes off the IL, and I guess you know what? This is perfect because, like we said, we're we're giving people chances to come off the sun. Obviously, so. Let's see it, Wandy. Are you staying on the sun or are you coming off the sun? Because I right now, what, yeah, what gets him off the sun tomorrow? Like, yeah, let's put. They, give me a, give me just a, just a, just a stat an line. Runs, Perfect stat game. Line. Innings and runs stat line. He, no, he's got to, he's got to go. This, to get off the sun in a game. You you're gonna have to give me. He's a reliever, so you have to give me three scoreless with like six Ks. I don't think he's going to go three. I don't even think that's the plan. Like, no, I, I'm not, I don't think go, he I think can do that. But, like, I, I just mean, like. I I don't think it's possible to get off the sun for him in one game. Yeah, that's true. No, I, that's really I think I he has say, a little though, more leeway since he is coming off of COVID. So, that is, if he comes out and deals coming off COVID, we could call some flu game, flu game Wandy. And then that's a, that's, just, <laughs> that's, a, that's a shirt that prints itself right there. So, I will say, though. Um, our boy, friend of the pod, not to brag, top 20. I think he's up at 15 now. Yankee prospect Brandon Lockridge has informed me that Wandy Peralta is actually a super fucking awesome guy, which hurts me as the commissioner of the sun because, you know, that, that one cuts deep, but I have to take into account Brandon's opinion because he's a great judge of character. However, Being a good guy doesn't get you off the sun. Exactly. Luis Sess is a great guy, and you hate his guts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's all and I'm he, saying. And I'm sure Jay Bruce is a nice guy, but he's the sunmeister. So, I mean, he brought that on himself. I don't even. I don't need to hear anything from that. What's next? Sorry, the, the city was just being loud, so I was muting my mic. But uh, no, want to get into the knots? Feel more authentic. Want to get into the yeah, knots? Let's get into the knot. Let's get into the knot. Starting off the knot list will be Andrew Heaney. Four innings pitched, six hits, four earned runs, four home runs, breaking the Yankee record for most home runs allowed in a debut. Yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> Alberto Abreu, uh, this month, 4.2 innings pitched, 13.5 ERA. Uh, 12.59 FIP, seven runs, three homers allowed. Buying that. 
And I, I here's the thing. I also wanted to put Gallo on this list because not for like purposes of like, oh, I would buy this as well, but like just to bring to light, this is before tonight that I was writing this list that he was two for 23 with two doubles before tonight. Obviously, he would not be on the not list. He was a borderline hot a hot candidate, but we had three guys who just are have been playing un, un, under just unbelievably. So just shout out Gallo for not making the not list and potentially never making the not list. I, I never want to see his name on the, on the not list, but I have a feeling like the, his style of play will probably come around the not list here and, here and again, just like kind of p- people like Stanton and other streaky players. I don't know if he's a streaky player, but based on his career like batting average. he's pretty consistent at like the 220 range, <laughs> which, you know, isn't great, but he's also getting on base like four, like at 400. So yeah, you can do whatever you want. But Andrew Heaney, man. No, I, no, no. Get the fuck out of here. What? What is that? What? Four home runs and four innings. I mean, like, that's come, just come on, man. not hardware that you want to have. Um, to the Orioles. Like, if you did that to the Red Sox or the Astros, like, if you gave up bombs to Bregman, Correa, Altuve, and then Correa again, that's one thing. But you gave it. You, okay. I think the only one that was, like, legitimate, you, I think you gave up one to Cedric Mullins, who's pretty fucking good. Like, other than that, like, come on, buddy. It's not yeah. like he had a dominant stat line in L.A. either. He came over here with almost a six ERA. He wasn't even a metrics guy like Clay Holmes. We shit on Clay Holmes, but his advanced metrics were actually really good, and he's showing it here. Andrew Heaney had zero. He didn't have the advanced metrics. He didn't have the regular metrics, and then he comes out and gets shelled. No big fucking surprise. So when we signed Heaney, I remember saying in the chat, like, that's that's a, that's a good move. Like, I wasn't upset about it like you guys were, only because, and I'm still not, like, super upset about it because we gave up nothing for him. It's more pitching depth, and that's all it was. It's not a show-stopping move, and you guys have to realize that, you know, my, my main reason for saying, like, okay, good move in the chat in that moment was because we just got Rizzo and we just got Gallo. Like, these moves, the pitching move, was probably not going to be Barrios, even if the, the Blue Jays didn't do that and give up a bunch. And keep in mind, they gave up Austin Martin and uh, somebody else. They gave up a fucking lot for Barrios, who isn't even somebody that we even, on this podcast and in baseball, I know he's having a decent year this year, but he's been very average for the past couple of years. So I don't want to give up names like that on our side of things. Like We probably have to give up... like. Gil and and yeah, Medina or people like that in in a package for that. So and do you really want to do that? No. So this move to me, I wasn't as upset about it, and I'm still not upset about it. Like I said, because it's pitching depth. It's a guy. It's a body who's gonna eat innings when uh, evidently injuries happen that we have had. We are, we're prone to those, but also COVID rearing its ugly head, and guys like Cole and Monty going on the COVID IL. And Wandy was on it as well. Wiseco was on it. That's not even talking about the people that got injured. So Kluber, Sevy working their way back. So it definitely does not hurt, especially at the low cost. But with that being said, the record is not a good one to own. But but I just I'm still not upset about him being here because, like I said, I am with with the next couple of days with the pitching matchups. He's slated in there. And that is also with a day tomorrow being headlined with Wandy Peralta that was labeled up I, in the air. I, so. would ra- I would rather give, I'd rather give Devi a start over him 
I'd rather there's so many other people. I'd rather give any of the forty man prospect guys a start. Medina, like I would rather give Medina a start over him. Medina can't like can't throw a strike though. I don't I don't want Medina to spoil. If Medina comes up for one game in like this kind of situation and gets shelled, I'm gonna be really upset. Dude, Gill did. I was actually very yeah, surprised. Gill's a little more ready than Medina. I'm very surprised they went with Gill, though. And I actually oh, I go too. check it out, not to brag on myself again, but Brock's Pinstripes article about Mr. Luis Gill. I was very surprised they brought him up because, you know, a lot of people talk about him being undeveloped, especially his secondary pitches, but he was really fucking good. Like, and I know it was the Orioles, and I know they're not very – they have 37 wins, so – you're basically playing a little league team, but he looked really, really good. He looked polished. He was hitting his spots. That's the thing that kind of stuck out with Gil to me is that he was dotting 99. He was locating 99 up. He was trusting it. I think if you could get something like that in a team, I don't even know if you can get one start out of that, out of a guy on your 40 man, that's a pitching prospect. That's a huge confidence booster for him going forward. And that gives you a better chance. There's no film on him there's no tape on him Henny, heaney whatever you want to say there people know what they're getting you're he's not fooling anybody like if you if you bring up medina you at least have the surprise factor which take that aside from his electric stuff i don't think one starts enough to ruin his career either if he came up and got shelled it'd be like okay shit well the yankees top prospect came up and he didn't do so well he's not ready yet he goes back down for a year and he does does this thing and he comes back up in 2022 or 2023 and he does fine and this is something that obviously is a short-term problem dealing with uh, a filler like that and having a Wandy Peralta start. And I'm just very happy that at least we have the offense to to stay in games because if we were talking about this team with these starters slated a month ago, these are all losses, even though we're playing relatively easier schedule. Aside from the Mariners, but like even against Baltimore, I, I don't know that we can win that game with these starters and the offense that was putting up no, no runs at all. Like it all takes is one run to lose a game. So that I'm at least happy about that. It's a short-term problem. One thing that I did notice on Twitter, uh, Batista, the sweet guy uh, put up this tweet. He said, 2019 all season year of the next man up 54 total players were used 30 players on 39 IL stints this year in 2021 with 56 games remaining 55 players compared to the 54 Total players are used. So more players are used so far. 27 players on 37 IL stints. So just about the same uh, as the next man up year. So with nearly two months left, we could break the record of 67 players used by a single team. So that is something that I want to bring up. And obviously, you know, that is an, that is an excuse. That I, I don't want to say it's not an excuse by the Yankees for having such a bad year, but it definitely is. But also the caveat that every other team is dealing with it. And the reason why that number is so close is because the COVID IL counts for that too. So that, so like the, the bad luck that we had in 2019 still trumps that of this year. Although, you know, having COVID is also bad luck, but I'm, I'm saying in terms of just like random injuries, like that was wild. This is, this is double counting. I think every injury we've had, we've also had one on the COVID side of things. So I think they're about split. So I would just cut those numbers in half. So it's not as, not nearly as bad as the 2019 next man up, but like that's why we're seeing guys like, you know, I keep forgetting 
Glasnow his name. I'm just going to keep calling him Glasnow. But that's why we're seeing uh, guys like him pitch. Riddling. His name's Riddlings or Ridlings or he something. Heaney getting, even being on this team. So I have one question before we move on Dude, from this. Hold on. I have a gripe with you real quick. Okay. You need to remember Steven Ridling's name, Riddling's name. I'll never forget Steven Ridling's name. I did not know it either. I would have loved to like been the guy that was like, hey, yeah, it's Riddling's. Every Dude. time you were like, I don't remember his name. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know his name either. <laughs> No, I, 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 after I watched that inning, I'll never forget his name. If he doesn't ever pitch another inning, I'll remember his name as the guy that came in throwing 102. That's going to be a trivia question someday. Yeah. And we're going to fuck. Can we do that again? Me and Murphy yeah. were skull fucking. I've been on vacation. Damon's on a fucking, I don't know what he's doing. He's on like yeah, a road trip in Montana. Sorry if you're from Montana, but I don't know why you're out there, Damon. But My and I was in California just Montana. checking out the ballparks. I mean, also. Small gripe with you, Murphy, before we move on to more Yankees talk. I went out to to see the San Francisco ballpark. Obviously, McCovey Cove, all that. That was a that was the best ballpark I've been to. And I'm and for those listening, I'm trying to do the the ballparks, the thirty ballparks. I'm only at six now, but I got some of the hard ones out of the way, and mo- a lot of them obviously are around here, so we can make some quick moves on that. But I also saw Oakland Coliseum, and obviously everybody gives it, you know, a bad rep. And I want to put some respect on it because I really enjoyed my time there. And Murph, I think exactly how you defined it was it's a dumpster fire with a little charm. I think there was a lot of charm. I think there was, it was a lot of fun. So tip yeah, my cap. You must have had a little different experience. I went a couple of years ago. So, and when I went, it was not, not great. <laughs> like, but I sent, like, I'm sure they didn't have that bar part, that I sent to It is definitely not worse than the trop. I hear the, the trop is disgusting. That's so like, like it's definitely not that bad. And like as a ballpark in terms of features and things like that, it's really cool. But it was like crumbling when I went there. So they must have done some yeah. renovations or something. It looks I'm a little bit better. Unbiased, I'm like, and this isn't because I don't like the Rays. As somebody who grew up in Florida and not having a team, the closest team to me was, I guess, the Braves, but. I don't really give a fuck about the Braves. So the closest, next closest team to me was Tampa. So I went to a decent amount of games at the Trop growing up. The Trop is an absolute shithole. Like, that is just totally unbiased, not because I'm a Yankees fan. Whoever designed the Trop needs to face life in prison. It's terrible. There was a ball stuck in the it's fucking catwalk. Thank you. There was a ball <laughs> stuck in the fucking catwalk. The, my only good memory from the Trop was the first time I ever went. I got some really mediocre outback cheese fries from a like stand that's my only good memory from the drop your so, good memory was mediocre fries yes awesome. so i've been to speaking of florida stadiums i went to the miami stadium earlier this like a month ago that stadium i wouldn't say it sucked it wasn't like dirty or anything like like you're mentioning for the drop or anything like that and they don't have a catwalk so that's fun but just boring like it was very nothing really going on it was the dome was up so that's also not fun uh but you have to do that in florida because the weather can change at any time but i'm gonna put some respect on oakland and i had a great time there so and they also like their team that was the biggest thing too like when i was in miami that nobody was fucking there dude when i went to my game i it was so trevor bauer pitched for the indians as the away team and there were maybe Say that place fits 40,000 people. There were like 15,000 when I went. That's bad. And Bauer was pitching. Dude, like, I had uh, I have friends that live in Tampa, and when they were in the ALDS or – yeah, the AL – no, the ALCS last year against the Astros, 
um they said they were sending me videos and shit of in the trop playoffs they got 40 dollars seats on like the third baseline and there was if you didn't tell me how many people it held i would have guessed there was 580 people at that game for a playoff <laughs> game all right so know. do you want to talk about uh what's next greg allen so greg allen got sent down Dude, what the what fuck's the, the deal fuck? with that I have a gripe it's with that. I still don't have the gripe uh, button pulled up, but I just have a fucking gripe with that. Like, what the fuck is the point? It's just so you can justify putting Brett Gardner out there. Because Brian Cashman said it. I think Brett, Brian Cashman has said more times in the last week than he has in his t- entire career that Brett Gardner is our center fielder going forward. That's the only reason that Greg Allen got sent out. I was like, haha, you guys think that you know more than me? Fuck you. We're going to ruin this guy's life, cut his paycheck by 95%, and send him to Scranton take that now who's your center fielder bitch like no stupid dumb terrible even if he doesn't start he provides so much value to this team as a pinch runner as a pinch hitter he puts together solid bats he walks he gets he's not afraid to get hit by a pitch stupid that's stupid as fuck that's literally just to make a point he's not afraid to get hit by a pitch i love that he has five hit by pitches he had like five hit by pitches in six games as if that's like any sort of a skill maybe he's just bad at getting out of that is a skill on he's not afraid to be a team guy a lot of other people if they have a curveball coming at their fucking hip they're gonna jump out of the way and strike out on three pitches if somebody throws a greg uh, if somebody throws greg allen a curveball he's taking it off the fucking teeth if he has to that man's getting on base and he's gonna steal second third and home that's so stupid. This Fucking is a good stupid. time to get into rounding third. So we, this is where we take all of your your hot takes and everything like that we buy or sell them on the show. So the first one actually was about Greg Allen. So is that the Yankees refuse from four train savages? So check, go check out their podcast, Yankees podcast too. They have a lot of fun. Uh, Yankees refuse to replace Brett Gardner with Greg Allen because Brett has dirt on cash. Agreed. Also. Second, that somebody else said this doesn't need its own separate one, but it made me laugh. This isn't a hot take, but we need to bring back third leg Greg, and that I busted out laughing at that. So, who said that one in? Shout out to you, Jay Hessian. And speaking of, yes, third leg Greg needs to come back up, and and S K L O L O V twenty eight said Greg Allen does not get sent back up for the rest of the year. Now I'm gonna sell that one. He doesn't strictly because of injuries. Yeah, he's saying he doesn't get pulled back up. He's saying he won't. If he doesn't get pulled back up, Greg Allen should sue the New York Yankees because that is total bullshit. I just don't see why. I I get termination. Wrongful termination. I just don't get it. Like he brings more tools to the table than Brett Gardner does. I don't. I'm not even talking about that getting hit by pitches. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I personally think that's why I'm going to sell this because those tools will be a thing, you know, come playoff time when we do make the playoffs because I really do think we are going to at this point. We're playing good baseball. And this series against Seattle is very, very big. What, we, is it just – it's two more games against Seattle. So Three. Three. We got a four, it's yeah, four, we game four game set. Four game set. So, I mean, just, it's, it's very big. And then that – leads into the Kansas City series and then the Field of Dreams against the White Sox and then following that two more games against the White Sox. But like I, I got high hopes right now if we're gonna put a panic meter to it. I think I think we're we're in a good spot. I think it was um Paul was Paul O'Neill was saying, you know, five and a half games is where you where you circle a striking distance to really to really go for something, go for a division. 
we're right there with that. As we saw, that can change real quick. That can change by a, a three-game skid. You know, Boston's been playing bad right now. The Rays have been playing pretty good. It's just a lot can that change right now. Another hot or not, though, that I want to bring up that I saw on there is that we're going to, from Keeney, Keeney, FFA, whatever, we're going to go take over the AL East and go to the World Series. So, sorry to interrupt you, but that, it was too good of a too good of a spot not to. I'd be good remiss. segue. I'm going to. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to sell it because the World Series is, is a lot to ask for. But, you know, if, if a lot of things go right, if Seve comes back, if Kluber comes back, they pitch well. If Heaney never sees the light of day, I'm kidding. If he, if he does something, like, if a lot of these guys come back and the offense stays as good as this, you know, Voigt's coming back. We're going to fit him in there somehow. If Stanton can play left field. If all of these things happen to make that monster lineup, that would be DJ Rizzo has been in the two hole and I love him there. DJ Rizzo, I think it was Judge, Stanton, Gallo. I mean, then you go Voight, and then it's just like the list goes on. Geo, Glaber, like that lineup is disgusting. And if you have that, that is a team that should have should and we said before this season that's a World Series favorite, and that's why we were getting those those that respect in terms of the Vegas odds for that. But like when you look at it now and what they've been doing all season, no, I'm going to say we can't make the World Series. Can we make the playoffs? Totally. When you make the playoffs, and I don't think there's a team that wants to face this Yankees team because they know like what these players can do. And when you, know, when you turn the page and go into October baseball, I don't really care how you've been doing all season. It doesn't matter. Like, it's the hot team. So like I said, if everything goes right, in terms of people coming back and people playing well that have been on the roster for the longest time and health stays okay and COVID doesn't do this thing anymore, we could, it could definitely happen. I'm going to say no, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't I'm be. Feeling, yeah. Go ahead. I'm feeling more confident now than I have in a long time. I didn't quite realize how much I appreciated the, excuse me, the acquisitions of, Rizzo and Gallo until probably today or yesterday and watching them put together at bats. Even if they're not getting on base, they're seeing seven, eight, nine pitches in a bat. Both of them are getting, I feel like Gallo doesn't take the bat off his shoulder till it's three, two. I feel like because of the bats they're putting, they're putting a lot of stress on the pitcher just in those two by themselves you're knocking pitchers out of the game early you're getting to bullpens that's something you need in the postseason you got to get rid of your starters especially in these short series and you've got to work the bullpens and tire them out for later down the road theoretically the bullpen's supposed to be the strong suit of this team if you can get down to game five six seven and you you're facing the bullpen that's depleted because you have a rizzo because you have a gallo that's out there working every single at bat that's a huge addition. Even if they're not getting the timely hits and they're not getting on base, as long as they're working counts and not first pitch pop-up, first pitch ground out, which we see a lot of on this team, they're providing tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value. So that's, that's I think it's possible. I'm not going to, if I were to put money on it, I wouldn't put the Yankees as my favorite to win the East or even my favorite bet in the East. But I don't hate it. 
I think with, like I said, this is the most confident I felt about it in a long time. Since opening day, this is the most confident I felt about this roster. Murph, what do you the think? only reason that I would go against it is because of how bad they started. So, uh, can you refresh my memory with the actual question? Because I did escape for a second. <laughs> to take a quick piss. Just basically how you're feeling right now in terms of Winning our chances to win the AL East. And, I mean, the the rounding third came to us, and uh, they said, we'll go on a run and and make the World Series. I don't know if that'll happen. Like I said, a lot of has to go right, but like, what's your confidence meter right now to win the alias and, and your confidence heading into the playoffs if we do make it there? So I think that Chandler is absolutely right in saying that he's as confident now as he has been all year since opening day. I'm absolutely with that. I think that the deadline made a big difference because even if we're playing as well now as we are without Rizzo, without Gallo, and without the deadline in general, I'm still like, okay, well, we've seen how bad this roster is. We needed some changes if we're going to make a run at the division, if we're going to make a run at the World Series. I think we're in a much better spot with Rizzo and Gallo. Um, I think a lot has to do with how Seve does when he comes back because we're desperately in need of a pitcher of his caliber if he pitches at his best. So I don't know if I'm buying a World Series at all yet, but I think the East is within striking distance at the very least. Anybody want to cry real quick? Little no. tear up session, no, in no. a good way. Okay, in a yeah. good way. Joey Gallo, who grew up a huge Yankees fan, on getting a curtain call at Yankee Stadium. I was thinking in the outfield, the ten year old me would be crying right now and not believing what's going on. It's crazy to me. It's an honor to play for this organization. Love that. That's my that's my guy. He's the Italian. You can stallion. tell that Rizzo and Gallo both like being in New York. So there's a thing here with Rizzo. He understands the importance of it. He's a seasoned veteran who's been around. He's won a World Series. He knows what it means that the Yankees traded for him. Gallo, this has been his pipe dream since he was a fucking child. Like he's living his fantasy as a little leaguer. So I, for both of them, it's just massive. Rizzo on the professional side because he's just a world class guy in general. He's like, oh holy shit, the Yankees gave up this for me. Like I'm gonna take. I was reading something about it too. It's like his first at bat in Miami stepped in the box and there was an overwhelmingly large Yankees population there and they went fucking crazy. He said the article I was reading was like, he's took, you could see him. He took a step out and took a breath. Like, okay. Like the, I, and he, it was like him coming to terms with the magnitude of the situation. Like, holy shit. I got traded to the Yankees to make a postseason run. Like me being traded here is super important. And then Gallo, Gallo's just every one of us. You know, it's like if one of us had panned out and actually been good at baseball, that's what Gallo's living right now. Yeah, I just for me with Rizzo at the beginning at least, I just feel like his heart was in Chicago, which it should be. Like good he he loved it there. He had as he grew up there playing baseball there, uh eleven year career there, winning a World Series there, all that. Family's all there, probably. He just didn't look like he looked like he, even with the gloves, the batting gloves, and the and the cleats, where they he was paying homage to the Cubs. I love that. Like I love all that. It just felt like, like you said, I think Gallo wanted to be here a little more than Rizzo did, and his heart was kind of in Chicago still. I think that has since changed. I'm curious. Like obviously, I want to extend Rizzo right the fuck now. Give him a blank check. Who cares? Because he's exactly what you want in a first baseman in every capacity especially for a team like the Yankees, like we said before. 
Do you think he signs it though? Like I, I have a feeling like he might want to go back to the Cubs. Like I feel like he's his heart's there. I feel like him and his family is just living in like a Marriott in yeah New York, and they're just like, yeah, we're we're not selling our house. We're going back. Like the Cubs can give me ten years, eleven million dollars, and I'm going back. Like he said it, and I think Bryant said it the same. He's they were all like, oh, I'd rather go if the ship's going down. I want to go down with it. Like, they just love Chicago so much, and I don't fucking blame them. I mean, I saw the way the fans treated him on the way out when he was leaving Chicago. Like, that was just chills. Like, that was crazy. So I went to Chicago just a couple of years ago and went to one game against the Padres on, like, an afternoon, whatever. I have never seen a fan base like a player more than the Chicago Cubs fan base loved Anthony Rizzo. No, that is true. I went to a— Everywhere. No, I went they, to a like, game, a Cardinals-Cubs game in Wrigley, and it was the first time Rizzo ever pitched. They were losing 16-1. to 1. Not a fucking fan left the stadium. Not a single person. Every time Rizzo threw a strike, even if it was a called strike that was 62 down the middle, the place was on their feet going fucking crazy. Wrigley like, in Chicago absolutely loves Rizzo. That was... I'm telling you right now, I've been to a lot of pretty cool games in my life. That Cubs Cardinals game in the middle of August, which meant nothing. That was 16 to one was up there as my coolest moments because it was a packed house. That just shows you how much they love Rizzo and they love Brian. They love that core, but Rizzo, especially he came in and threw, <laughs> he was pitching and they were all on their feet. Like it was a tie game in the world series. The only player I've ever seen that was that beloved by a fan base is Derek Jeter. That's the, there's the only one that like Agreed. in our in my lifetime that I've at least seen it like firsthand in terms of going to a game and seeing how much a single player is just universally adored by every single person in the stadium. I, I really don't think he's gonna resign. I I just there's no shot. I mean, even That's when right, he get when he signed, what? I'm okay if he goes back to Chicago. If he goes somewhere else, I'm a little mad. Yeah, that's well, I think I, what's gonna happen. I don't fine. think he'll go somewhere else. If if it meant. You know, going somewhere like not going back to the Cubs, I think he'll sign back with us. But I just genuinely believe he's gonna he's gonna Do you stay. Think with... We'll offer him a contract though. Did you see yes. the thing the other day? They asked Cashman about it. He was like, "We'll have to see what the budget looks like." I know there's not a lot of wiggle room in our. Well, that's the thing. I don't think we're gonna right be now. able to give him, nor should we give him a blank check. Like I don't. Th- I mean, obviously, we shouldn't give him a blank check. And anytime I say a blank check outside of like. Corey Seager, I'm totally joking. It's a 100% exaggeration, but Rizzo deserves to be paid, and I didn't even realize he's as young as he is. He's like what, 31? Yeah, and when you look at and you, when you look at all the people on this team, like I know some of these contracts are already set in stone in terms of the bigger ones, but if you had to pick people on this team to build it around going forward for the next couple of years to make a, a championship run, I'm picking Rizzo probably one of the first people off that list after Cole and after probably Judge, and that'd be it. I think I'd pick Rizzo Maybe. like right now. I'd probably take I'd probably take Rizzo over Lemayu, but it, maybe it's close. But regardless, he's top five off that list, so he should absolutely be paid and get a fucking big contract. That being said, a lot of things have to happen right now in terms of the people that we do have here. Like Judge has to get a contract extension. What's going on with Glaber in terms of, I don't know, I know he's got arbitration a few more years left like that, but like Stan's contract can't come off. Cole's getting, he's locked up for a little bit. We still have big contracts in Chapman and, and Britain, all those ones. We have a lot of contracts that don't allow us to have wiggle room right now, but 
if I could start over again and pick somebody right now at their current state to give a contract to, I think Rizzo is one of the first ones that I would give him to. I uh, no, I totally agree. I and it blows my mind that he's a thirty one. I can't get over that. I legitimately when we traded for him, I was like, Oh cool, we got a guy at the back end of his career, like he'll be a nice rental and he's like a thirty five year old first baseman. He's a big emotional guy. And then I looked deeper it looked deeper into it. I was like, Holy shit, he's actually he's squarely in the middle like middle I think end he's of his just prime. over the hill. Like he's I think he's over the hill. Yeah, I don't think but he's like, over the hill. I think he's at the back end of his prime. Right. That's I mean, if you assume it's like he's on the I hill. Mean, like, he's if, on the hill like curve, hopping in the car I think to that go down. Twenty sixteen is like the top, and then now he's like you know, going down a little bit doesn't mean he's bad by any means, but like you can't expect him to be the guy he was in 2016, 2017. Although he has been recently, so maybe I'm yeah. wrong. So before we hop out of here, I just wanted to so the uh, Field of Dreams is coming a up. Couple of the hotter knots. Oh wait, yeah, let's do that first. Well, well let's I talk about the Field of Dreams first. Just field of, the Field of Dreams jerseys came out, and it's just so funny that the Yankees jerseys. Just, I knew they weren't going to look any different. The hats do look nice. They look like older hats, but like, how much is really going to change? The White Sox jerseys look pretty dope. Like, that's what I wanted to see out of the Yankees. I almost wanted them to create jerseys that didn't exist before. Like, I know they looked like this back in the day, but like, make something that is just make it up. Like, make it look funny. Make it look like the White Sox had it. You know. And I mean, I, I personally think I know a lot of people feel this way too. I saw it in the comments. Is that the swish just ruins it, and I, I really wish they just left that off for one game. Come on, like, yeah, come on, MLB, Nike. pay them out of pocket. Like, give Nike what they want, what they would make that day in an opportunity cost, and just take it off. Like that, it just—I don't know. That's just me. I agree. I'm with you. No, I honestly you. totally forgot it was happening until. Today. I'm so excited for it. I am now. But I just so I thought it was the whole series. It's only one game. It's just the first game. Yeah, so on the twelfth. Wait, where are they going for the rest of it? There's a day off, and then I think they're go they're going back to the Chicago. That's silly. Which is closer than New York. Are they so. doing like a series there? Is there another team playing there too? No, it's just us. It's the one game. So they're building that entire thing for one game. Well, that yeah. that just seems silly. I feel like they should do a couple there. Well, but, they'll probably do it again next year and all that stuff, but I'm just excited cool. to watch it and see like the production side of things. I think they're going to do it. I hope they do it really no, well. No, I agree, too. It'll be cool. I actually forgot. Like I said, I forgot it was happening, so that'll be – it's it's something new. I'm excited. Got to watch the Field of Dreams right before it. Have to. Have to. If you yeah. build it, they'll come, Luke. So a couple more of these rounding thirds before we sign off here. Uh, Luis Gill. Allow me to lead him. Oh, I was going to say. Luis Gill or Luis Heal will have a better career than Luis Severino. I'll let Murphy take the reins on this one because he's the biggest Luis guy. So let me, this is I'm going to couple, another one. I'm gonna couple another, another one with that. You can knock them both out because it's another Luis Heel one, is that he's going to be the number two starter next season. I don't think he's going to be the number two starter next season. I think you're no, out on that. I think you're crazy out on that. I think you're I absolutely agree. wild for that. No. Um, as far as – I think it – depends more on Luis Severino than it does Luis Gill. Like if Luis Severino never really fully recovers from this injury, then absolutely Luis Gill or heel has the opportunity 
to be the better of the two pitchers. But if Severino comes back and is 90% of what he was or better than he was, then I think Sevy's probably going to be the better pitcher. Yeah. I mean, like you said, if like, let's say Sevy comes back and he doesn't end, he is not remotely close to what he was before, which was Cy Young caliber Sevy for two years. So basically all he would have to do, Luis Hill would be, and not all he would have to do. That's a pretty big thing. He would have to be even in the running for Cy Young is wild to do, but you only got to do it two times, so like, it is a lot. Assuming of uh, Sevy's health, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sevy because I I am weirdly confident that he's gonna come back and be a productive pitcher. I don't think he's gonna did, come did back. You and... see the slider he threw What's the other Sevy, day. Twenty six. Yeah, Sevy's also still very young. So that's the thing. Yeah, he threw a slider the other day in his rehab start in Double A that like made me puke. It was disgusting. I mean, I it's think just health. Be, it's I not think about he'll be pitching. Just fine. He'll yeah, be just he can fine. stay healthy. Uh, right, also, another one with Luis Heal. Uh, there was one that said Luis Heal will be the three starter in the playoffs. No. I don't care how well he does the rest no. of the year. Well, no. also, he's probably only got one more start in the bigs. He's going to play. He's going to pitch Saturday. And then he's probably done regardless of what he does because Cole and Montgomery are going to be back next week. Sometime. I don't think we're going to be in a position where we need him to be the three starter in the playoffs. And if we do, that's not a good thing. I hope not. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. not because he's bad. It's not because he's good. It's the fact that he is as young as he is. And he's I don't care if he's the game on Saturday. We don't. We should not have to be rushing him up and relying on him in a way that. I agree. I think playing. the exposure to the major leagues is a good thing, but I don't. There's no reason to. He should be a 2022 option at the early at the absolute earliest oh, we no, should be I looking think at he'll be up in 2022 i think i think I, well but my thing is i was looking at it today you've got cole tyone montgomery and sevy as your first four and then i think the fifth spot the fifth spot's going to be a battle between heel clark devy and do you say haney unfortunately Are you not he, talking about the playoffs i'm talking about next year Oh, uh, we're talking about 22. So it's going to be Never. your fifth, fifth one. It's going to be Domingo, Debbie, Clark, Heel, and maybe Medina, maybe. So I think, I think heels up like at least maybe not a full year, but like a significant amount of time before Medina. I see. I think he'll next year is going to get, I think he's going to be rotated in and out of the five hole. I think he'll get a decent amount of starts, but won't be in every, a solidified rotation piece. See, the reason I'm worried about bringing him up this year is because like, I don't want to see a Debbie situation where like he's up kind of, and then now Debbie, like we were so high on Debbie la- the last two years. And then now we don't even really talk. About well, did you read him. the now article about him the other day from Keith law? No, they were talking about how they fucked with his whole windup in the off season, try to make him like a sidearm pitcher. And they were talking about how they just completely ruined Ruined his entire development, and that's why he's fucked up this year. Luke, don't say sidewander. Or did they make his development better? It's just a long process. I don't know. To you change. tell me he's got an eight ERA this year. Yeah, but wait till next year when he's a Darren O'Day reincarnated. But the, all right, we're the moving Dominican on to the version. next question. Oh, one last you... thing on that: I don't want him to be uh, treated like Debbie in terms of doing that opener extravaganza switcheroo with J Hap or J Hap equivalent. And that J-Hab equivalent, I'm assuming in this situation, would be Heaney. So my nightmare if would be... Heaney my nightmare. In a playoff series, I'm not a Yankees fan. My nightmare long. would be Luis Heal coming in for the opener in Game 3 of the playoffs, and Heaney is the one piggybacking him. 
nightmare scenario. I hope we come back to the tape and that that happens because that'd that. be funny to check no. back. But if that does happen, that's a nightmare. If that does happen, you I won't be on the show. I'll be dead on my couch. That's like, basically I, what that is. That's what happened with the last year. So it's not like the crazy. It, it is it is the craziest thing to say because they won't do that again. But I will literally to say go that where we're at now. To that say that happened. where we're at now about this postseason is what happened. In that, in, there's a in lot of stuff. Either way, I got a good rounding third ago. here that I wanted to hear from you guys. We should not have traded for Gallo because I totally sell that. I mean, I mean, yeah. Right now, I sell it, but you never know. I, I after hearing the emotional side of things too, I, he's a good Yankee. He's, he's a good one. Just when we got Rizzo, we got two good guys, and he plays damn good defense. And I mean, dude, what happened tonight could literally start a wild stretch of of a hot stretch in this guy and i mean just something that's refreshing to see for me is he's hitting these doubles but he's legging them out like he's going for it he wants it. he's showing hustle on the base paths too it's just something so refreshing that we haven't seen it just just takes takes one one. too and we got this one and that's a pretty damn big one to win a game against a playoff competitor that you're going up against right now to make the wild card well your backs are against the wall because we don't we don't control our own fate we have a lot that we have to deal with and other teams that have to lose. And we're, I'm paying attention to all the other games, and as I'm sure everybody is, and obviously the players are too. Like We're at a point where we don't control our own fate. So when you have a big home run like that, and y- y- the clubhouse definitely fucking knows that. You feel it, everything. I have a feeling like Joey Gallo is about to go on a crazy good run, and it may not be just power. It may just be contact and, and getting a bunch of hits and doubles and that's fine. And I think one thing, one cautionary tale for Yankees fans would be to not worry about the home run numbers if they don't come because I, I don't I'm not I don't care. Like it doesn't I think matter. they are gonna come though. They and will, I'm just saying let's say I'm gonna say Gallo's gonna carry us through the next month. I agree. I absolutely I think agree. I really and truly think he just need to get home run number one out of the way. That's so much pressure coming in as a Yankees fan. As the prize deadline piece, the left-handed hitter with the short ports, that's a lot of fucking pressure. Once you get number one off your back, and he came he came up with number one in a massive moment. Especially when your running mate, who just got signed with you, comes out guns blazing, hits 500. That's more pressure on you because even if... The, the guy who was the 1B to you, he you were the prize, and then the other guy was the, oh shit, they didn't get story, so they got Rizzo. And he's coming out, which right or wrong, I obviously it's wrong now looking at it, but that was the initial thought was like, oh, okay, they missed out on the story sweepstakes. They're going to go get Rizzo. And now it's the guy they settled for is going fucking ballistic. And you're the prize piece that's kind of slacking. I think that home run in the big spot is enough to spark something. Yeah. Just Today was a up. big remember me moment that even for himself too. It's like, I, I'm here. I, the Yankees also traded for me for a good reason. They gave up some good prospects for me for good reason. I'm going to come and I'm going to help this team. And I really think he's going to be doing that. I think he's my prediction from the second half. Like we talked about that rounding third we got before about Tyone being the best pitcher of the second half. I think Gallo is going to be that guy for us. I think Gallo is going to go out and just fucking tear the cover off the ball. He's playing damn good defense. That's what I was about to say. Did you see that catch he made in left field the other, like two nights ago? We knew that. We knew he had the defensive side. That's Dude, why he made I, one I of those Tatis like double jump catches in left field. It was fucking sweet. 
I am I'm talking really myself into a World Series. I'm talking myself. I'm ready to have my heart broken again. And just PSA to anybody who may be working the field at Yankee Stadium. If you do see a cat run on the field, don't kick it. <laughs> I have I have two cats. Chandler's got some cats. The guy who somebody tried to swipe at it and then somebody tried to kick at it. I don't know why that's what I don't know if he thought it was an alligator or something. It's not a scary animal. <laughs> like he totally could have oh, just like let it run. Huh? Cats are terrifying. Yeah, whatever. Cats are not terrifying. I've seen you play with my cat, and you were the nicest. You, you had the best time in the world. So. Yeah, you see, I can just see Murphy just, like, cackling away I, on the I couch. I, in general, do not ghost. like cats. Really, your cat's fine. But... I was going to say, I, generally speaking, I was not a cat person, and then, you know, I met a couple good ones, and I was like, okay, cats are cool. Either way, you should never kick a domestic animal. No. Regardless missed, of so if it's a dog, cat, cat parrot ferret whatever the fuck you, you it is don't kick a fucking domestic animal and he missed so it's it's Where a good, do you draw the a good line? thing what's the first animal you would kick chandler an alligator that, Any that's the di- first one uh maybe not the first i would say like, a snake like domestic like think of like the domestic scale if it was like, a domestic a snake anybody yeah. that owns a pet snake that's scary uh, snakes yeah. are my biggest fear in the world you so wouldn't if kick you don't a lizard a- Depends on how big the lizard. See, we're gonna, like we're gonna have Peta on the on the horn here real soon, dude. No, Peta would agree. Snakes snakes deserve to be kicked. No, I think that's a good line. I think snakes is, is a good line. <laughs> that's a good way to end today's show. So, uh, snakes deserve to be kicked, according to Chandler. Put that on a t shirt, and <laughs> that is how we're gonna end the show today. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. Just while you're there, just swipe up. Help us out a little bit, five stars. Whether you want to write something or just give us five stars helps us a ton. Helps us create more shows and really makes us If you us write happy. something, we might just read it. We so. might just read it, and that is always fun. So if you are an audio-only person, these are always live. Uh, people are live in the chat right now on YouTube, and we, we usually go live right after the game, so that's fun to hang out in the chat and talk with us. Um, shout out Nemo in the chat. He's always been a a usual regular in the chat. But uh, if you want to check out the video version, we are always live after the games on Monday nights and well, it's Friday now. So Thursday nights and yeah. So check out the Bronx pinstripes YouTube page for that and check out the shop link in bio. We got a bunch of t-shirts. So new one Love you guys. Out tomorrow. Yep. New Italian, ones coming out. Italian. Always coming out. If you have any ideas for t-shirts you want to see too, let us know. And we will definitely do that. And we'll see if, Wandy Peralta can get off the sun. So, keep your eyes peeled for that. Peace. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya!